And now, your Cover Bee News with your host, Chris and T. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to a Cover Bee News Brief. Ooh, so brief. So for those who don't know, this past weekend, uh, DC had their own sort of little online con. Yes. Um, called DC Fandome, which bothered me so much. I hate the name of it. Fandome. But why? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. Like, I would understand if they held it in like... A dome? Yeah, like an arena, <laughs> like a closed arena that was a dome. Like if they did it at a con or something that was a dome. But when it's an online event, why would you call it Fandome? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Where's the dome? Who's the dome? Is it referring to someone? I don't <laughs> The context isn't there and the marketing's a little shady. Just saying. Yeah, it's weird. I'm sure there's a reason for it, but um I don't know. I thought it was weird. I anyway, it's weird. what is less weird, I guess, the is that, <laughs> Yeah, is that they announced a Buku bunch of really cool stuff. Hell um, yeah. So we're going to talk about that really cool stuff. Uh, first of all, lots of movie news. Yes. Um, the movies are probably the bigger hype out of everything. Um, so we'll start right there. Obviously, I mean, I hope obviously because you've probably seen it by now, but Batman trailer. Um, so they launched the probably biggest... Uh, news out of fandom is the Matt Reeves, uh, the Batman uh, film officially has a trailer. This is Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, um, Pat Bat, Robert Bat-Pat? Robert Bat Pat, um, Bat Pat. I like Bat Pat doing taking over the cowl. Uh, we get glimpses of Catwoman. We get glimpses of Riddler. Uh, what do you think, T? I like it. Um, I, I'm still having a hard time totally processing Bat-Pat. Okay. Um, honestly, I feel like all of the surrounding characters look fantastic. Um, and I like the stylistic choices. I like that it's darker. It feels back to kind of like, like Nolan-versy type dark, not like Snyder dark. Yeah. And I like that vibe. I feel like that vibe makes sense for Batman. I personally am still just having to move past because Robert Pattinson's a great actor. I'm totally giving him his props. Mm -hmm. However, when you're known for one kind of brood and then have to maintain that same face in a brood for a different type of brood, (laughs) it's just a hard transition for me to make. Because admittedly, like he's not like... Daniel Radcliffe, who was Harry Potter and then did a bunch of other stuff. So I'm able to have that like removal of Radcliffe from being Potter. Mm -hmm. Like there's a disconnect there now because there's been enough stuff in the middle. I personally haven't seen Robert Pattinson in like anything except for Twilight. Personally. Yeah. Not saying that he hasn't done stuff. I just haven't seen any of it. So personally, I'm still having a hard time separating Edward Cullen from Batman. (laughs) Yeah, Because they're both broody broods. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
<sighs> and they both fight. Not, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying it to get It does look it. like they gave him a little bit of Spider-Man 3 era Tobey Maguire hair too, which It doesn't is help. Fun. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I gotcha. Um, but liked it overall. Oh yeah. I definitely liked it overall. I think the vibe is really good. Him beating the crap out of a bad guy looked great yeah. and very Batman. I feel like that's something that doesn't get acknowledged enough in bat stuff like on yeah. screen yeah, is yeah. that Batman, he doesn't kill people actively, uh, yeah, but he still mutilates people. Yeah. I mean, when you break <laughs> both of someone's knees and the only other person they're with, you give them a severe concussion and break their elbow and then you leave them in the snow potentially overnight. There's questions to be made about, do you actually not kill people? <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill them. He just leaves them to die. I like the idea. <laughs> what I think is cool that they're going with, because, it, you know, one thing about Batman is that he's like, he is entirely based around fear, right? Right. Like his whole thing is like, I want to strike fear in the hearts of criminals. So I'm going to pick this icon of my fear. I'm afraid of bats. So bat crashes through my window. I'm like, ah, and then I get the idea like, whoa, I could be Batman. Like that's how he came upon Batman. And, um, as society has progressed, I think the idea of strictly he hides in the shadows and might beat me up if I do something wrong loses its kind of allure in terms of like striking fear in the heart of people, you know? Right. Um, and they play that up a lot in the, um, one quick call out in the rock steady games. They play that up a lot where you'll hear the goons being like, but what if Batman's there? Yeah, you know what I mean? That's true. And apparently the goons are Peter Griffin and <laughs> <laughs> there's a twist. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was my goon voice was like, ah, don't hurt me, Batman. Um, oh so good. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, my train of thought completely gone. Oh, I, I like that there. He's got a very like shock and awe kind of feel about him. Right. So, you know, we see the moment that everyone's like touting as like one of the coolest moments of the of the trailer is when he beats the crap out of that guy. Yes. Right? And so he's got like a group of thugs. There's like 10 dudes and one of them's like, who the hell are you supposed to be? And he just wails on this like, just like obliterates this guy. Between like that and you see his car is like a muscle car with like a big jet engine on it and stuff like that. It looks very much like this is going to be a much more loud and proud, like shock and awe kind of Batman. Very aggro. And that's aggro. cool because that's very like that in and of itself, you know, like if I'm one of those 10 dudes that just watched my bud get obliterated, I, that strikes fear in my heart right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to be less likely to be like, he can't take all of us, get him. You know what I mean? Right. And if, you know, I'm running away from a bank heist and this, big hulking like jet freaking like muscle car just comes like torching out of a corner then like i'm gonna be afraid i'm gonna drive faster and (laughs) 
So I, I, I think that's cool. I think that seems to be like on top of like the broodiness and stuff, it seems like we're building a Batman that's a lot more like Yeah, aggressive. No, yeah, you, you make know? a good point because I feel like there's two types of Batman. There's like the Batman that we saw in like the animated series that was very sleek and stealthy almost like yeah. his car was quiet and like he would emerge from the shadows and you didn't know that he was there and there it's it's the subtle batman versus the like frank miller he shows up with this loud car and he just like shows up out of nowhere in the middle of the fight and starts throwing bows like there's two types of Batman, and this is one that I don't feel like has been explored a lot on screen, and I feel like that's going to be really yeah, cool. Yeah, we've, you know, the the Christian Bale Batman was very much like the dark predator type Batman. His right. His direction of fear was he wants bad guys to know that he could pop up at any point in time, yep. and he is not going to give a crap about you and is going to stop you. Yep. And that was, you know, that's what we see a lot as Batman. But if you read the comics, there are plenty of times where Batman's like, I'm going to show up in a tank. <laughs> and like that in and of itself, like not only is in the comic book world, not only is the fear, oh man, Batman is everywhere and he's got surveillance out the ass and he could show up at any point in time and beat me up. It's also, he could also just feel like it's a tank day. You he know just, what I mean? He he just doesn't, he never gives up. Yeah. Like, he's not going to go down. It doesn't matter what you do. And if that means he has to show up in a tank, well, by God, there's yeah. going to be a tank. You could be robbing a jewelry store and he's like, well, I would like to drive a boat through this window. And that's just, <laughs> that's what Batman's going to do to you. And you never really know which Batman, like, hey, he's got a whole fleet of drones. I know it's only two of us, but I guess he's just bored today. All right. And he was looking for a reason to pull out the bat jet. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you never know. You're just you're like you rob an old lady and you're like you steal a kid's bike and rob an old lady and you're like biking away and Batman's like, eh, "I'm in the jet anyway." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't know. <laughs> and so like that's part of the fear and I think we're going to get that out of this one. We we never really had and I don't know if we will, but we never really had I guess the Nolan one did a lot of gadgets. I guess he did a lot of gadgets. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But we never really had like this very like aggressive, like shock and awe type of Batman right. on screen. And I think, I think that'd be really cool, but it, it looks good. Um, apparently the panel had a lot of comment, like good questions and good conversation. Matt Reeves delved in, delved a little bit deeper into um, the HBO Max series that's going to kind of go along with this. Oh, that's cool. So the uh, the movie takes place in Batman's second year as a vigilante. Okay. And the show is going to take place in his first year, ah. but it's going to be told from the perspective of a crooked GCPD cop. Oh, um, okay, that's cool. And so that that'll be really cool. I also really like that this show or this movie is going to be set in the second year. I feel like we always get like we either get origin stories. So uh, superhero movies will get like the origin story, very first year, very fresh, right. and then in the sequel they've been doing it for a while. They're comfortable. 
second year is kind of that weird time where you're still setting the like rhythms with the people that you interact with. Yeah. But you're comfortable enough and people know about you. And you it know? removes the element of like adrenaline. Like the honeymoon period is over. Like if you are, you know, in a relationship or doing something new or like in a new job for a certain period of time, like it's super fun and exciting, even if it's not super fun and exciting, just because it's yeah. something different. Like you don't know what to expect and there's always something new and going on. By the second year, you're starting to see the flaws in the system and the cracks that you've built in your in your procedure. And so that's when you start to see like, do I you really start to question yourself? Like, is this what I want? Is this what I actually wanted to do? Like, am I satisfied in my current scenario? Do I need to change things? Like, mm -hmm. it's it's cool because the second year is honestly when things start to get weird. Yeah. You know, but it looks good. Um, it looks really, really cool. Definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, Batman trailer is definitely the hype. I think the big hype that a lot of people are getting off of fandom. Second place, probably at least the thing I've heard the most about is the Snyder cut that also got revealed that has a trailer now. Um, and is definitely worth checking out. It apparently is going to be released in four, uh, one hour segments on HBO max next year. Um, but there is a trailer. It shows a bunch of the new footage. It's set to, uh, Leonard Cohen's hallelujah, which is such a, just Zack Snyder smirking in the background kind of move it is the snarkiest. Yeah. I can't even, we get a look at, <laughs> we get a look at doomsday. We get a look at some things that maybe didn't happen. There seems to be a lot of promise for more development on the flash and cyborg. Uh, what'd you think of that trailer, T? Um, it was a lot. Um, it, I, I don't know. I'm inter I'm very much interested to see what comes of this. Four hour long installments is a lot of Justice League movie. Um, and I'm excited for that. But it, uh, I don't want it to feel too self-aggrandizing. Does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Like, like, I know we all wanted the Snyder Cut because none of us were particularly satisfied with Justice League. Yeah. And to so some extent, we're all like, we want that second chance. But like, I also don't want to go into this thinking it's going to be God's gift to superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know. I, I think the trailer looked good. I think it was a lot of uh, uh, glitz and glam for yeah. a trailer. Um, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to do a trailer for something that's already come out, right? Right. Um, so you could tell he was highlighting the parts that were missing from the original. Right. But, you know, like you said, that consisted of like a lot of heavy CGI moments that obviously were cut from the original and then got retooled. Cause I, I, believe they spent like 30 million dollars on this oh, wow. with no reshoots so it was just like tooling up all the cgi huh. and stuff like that wow getting it like re-edited and whatnot um that's intense i mean it looks fine i think for me i'm 
most excited about seeing what was lost in Flash and Cyborg. Definitely. Because I feel like they definitely got the shaft out of everybody in this thing and they, they really could have been interesting I agree. and i know Zack snyder has said multiple times that he really wanted cyborg to be like the heart of that film and he just wasn't he yeah. was just kind of in the background and faded away um we got to look at dark side or dark seed if you're a purist um meh he's another hulking cgi shirtless Dude. monster character yeah i mean it, it the all the problems that people had with what's his name Steppenwolf, people would have with Darkseid right. if he was a big part of this movie because he's just like a lanky CGI thing, um, which is fine. I mean, maybe if he had more time to incorporate Darkseid into stuff, they would take a more Thanos approach and make him feel more tactile and spend time with it. Um, but I don't know. Not as into that, really tantalized by all the like flash and cyborg moments. I agree. To be honest, I think that'll be really, really cool. Yeah. Otherwise, those are kind of the big, big movie reveals. Well, I guess this one counts as a big movie reveal. Suicide Squad got its first trailer and full cast kind of breakdown. Um, we knew what the cast was going to be. Like they've not been very tight lipped about the cast, but now we know what characters everybody's playing. Uh, we kind of, they did a, there's both a trailer and a cool little featurette that gives you kind of a behind the scenes look and kind of leads you towards different story ideas that may or may not be uh, present, but it, it's worth looking at both of them. If you liked the original suicide squad, or if you just like stuff by James Gunn, i.e. guardians of the galaxy, uh, this one's definitely worth looking into. It's got me excited. I am probably most excited for Suicide Squad. I'm not really? going to say a ton about it. I think it looks fantastic. I'm super excited for it. And I'm going to do, I'm a little fangirly because James Gunn is clearly an actual comic reader and looked at Harley Quinn and said, no, I'm putting you back into what you're supposed to be in. And gave her her old costume back and she looks great. Well, and it's cool because they they put her in kind of a retooled version of the Arkham City costume. Yes. Or uh, or is it Injustice? One of those two. Um, and it looks great, it looks like the so red good. and black leather. But it's not like super tight and sexualized leather. No. Like red and black like leather combat outfit that she's got. It looks badass. It looks so great. Very and I was like, that. that's such a like important thing to have been like, no. You're going back to what you were going to be before. And I'm like, yes, yes, yep. yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman 84 has a trailer that finally shows our first look at full on Cheetah Cheetah. Kristen Wiig, no longer just in Cheetah print skirt and heavy makeup, is now officially in full Cheetah mode. Um, I'm impressed they're doing it. I I am happy they are. I was very nervous when we got way back when we got our first look at Cheetah in like a poster. And it was yeah. just that picture that we've it's old now um, because the movie's been delayed so long. Uh, but it was just Kristen Wiig in like a cheetah print denim jacket and cheetah print things being like, I'm cheetah. <laughs> I'm like, fine. If that's the way they want to go. But I, I think we're so far into superhero movies at this point. 
that nobody can afford not going all the way on a character. If you introduce a character, yeah, you gotta no matter go how weird it is, you got to go the whole way. And they did. And that's good. I mean, yeah. that's it. Cheetah's whole thing is that she's a cheetah. She's a cheetah. You know, and it's it's part of her character being turned into this monster. And it just wouldn't be the same. It would if not they be the didn't same. Didn't let it go all the way. No way. Um, and it, there was a part of me that was worried that they'd like start the transformation and then she'd escape, and that would be like cliffhanger. Find out more in Wonder Woman ninety six or whatever, <laughs> whatever random decade they want to put it in. But um, it's important that she does have that full transformation. So I'm glad we finally got to see it. Yeah, I agree. So. I'm looking forward to it. Um, other movie news. So the Flash movie, there was a um, panel focused around that. They introduced a picture of the new suit. Uh, screenwriter Christina Hodson promised that uh, the Flash movie is going to be the DC cinematic uh, is going to be to the DC cinematic universe what Flashpoint was to the comics. Uh, going on to say that the cinematic DC multiverse is going to be born out of this movie. So smart. So it's going to be very time travel focused, apparently. Um, and there's going to be a lot of wibbledy wobbledy universe stuff. I think it's been announced that Ben Affleck is coming back as Bruce Wayne in this. I don't know to what extent. Um, but it would be really baller if they just went all in and they had like Michael Keaton Batman and basically did what the TV shows what the Arrowverse did with their whole Flashpoint yes. thing and just like bring people in yeah. and be like, here, look at this universe developing. It also gives them the ability to say, you know, Matt Reeves Batman is its own universe and Christopher Nolan Batman is its own universe. And these are multiverses and really just establish these multiverses as well as introducing new people to replace people like Ben Affleck and, possibly Henry Cavill, the people that might be leaving. Yeah. As these are the new people that are going to take over our ongoing cinematic universe that we're going to actually put time into planning and not try to rush. And this is get, gear up for the next like 10 years as we establish this big Avengers like push to this final moment that we've fully thought out and prepared and we've already got surprise these actors are sold on doing this for 10 15 years you know what i mean like yeah they've got such good examples to learn off of from like the the goods and the bads from things like the x-men series and the like into the spider-verse like yeah. there's such good examples of how to build this multi-dimensional yeah. experience people are much more willing to be like oh that's just part of a different universe it's, now years honestly, ago that would never yeah, have been a thing honestly marvel cinematic universe and the arrowverse and hell marvel's tv segment and the dc cinematic universe all owe into the spider-verse so much oh yeah because Big it time. introduced the idea of a multiverse to the layman and everybody was cool with it john q public you know what i mean yep no longer is this a weird kind of oddball confusing comic book thing yeah. you know because comic book readers we just accept it there's a yeah, multiverse we boom we understand but for you know guy who just watches tv shows and watches movies or you know person who 
isn't into comics and, you know, plays an occasional video game and really likes blockbuster films. The idea of a multiverse is something that gets introduced in like a Buffy episode where we want to put Willow in leather. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it's, it's, it's not something common. It's something very weird that pops up from time to time, Super niche, but really requires like a lot of suspension of disbelief and typically magic, you know? Yeah. And here we have this movie comes out and it's like, Hey, multiverse is cool. All right, here we go. And now people will just get it. Yep. And so now is the perfect time for things like flashpoint in the Arrowverse and the potential of the flash movie to retcon and fix everything they want to fix. Yep. And you know, for Marvel, if they want to bring the X-Men and Deadpool into the Marvel universe, They've got a free pass yep. because they can just ring a ling a ding a ding a ding multiverse ding a ding a ding a ding a ding a ding ding and that's it. There it is. That bell's been rung and we get it. And John Q. Public gets it. And yep. kids are growing up understanding that because of Into, Into the Spider Verse. Yep. And it just it's so like I Talk about that movie more than any movie I've ever talked about. And I don't think that movie gets the credit that it deserves because every time I'm in a conversation about something related to movies and comics, I'll find myself referencing that movie as an example. And I'm like, that movie did everything right. It did. 100%. (laughs) I was having a conversation about soundtracks the other day and the blending of soundtrack and score and that movie came up. I gotta say, it's really hard for me to admit that, like, the best superhero movie to ever happen came from Sony. There's some part of me that hurts. <laughs> it's tough, but, you know, you, you, ooh, ah, I'm wounded. That movie came from Sony. I need a bandage. Oh, what's that? It's Miles Morales. And you just put that over it's that. true. And you say, Miles Morales saved the day again. He did. Miles is best boy. Um... <laughs> love Best you miles boy. call me um <laughs> speaking of people who need to call me dwayne johnson had a um black adam panel <laughs> that was a great segue that was perfect um we don't have much from black adam there's an animated featurette that looks really cool that's narrated by dwayne johnson it does seem like it's going to be kind of a multifaceted, multi-dimensional uh not like actual dimensions like he's not two-dimensional um black adam than what we sometimes get like i don't think he's gonna be just full-on villain but (laughs) shockingly they are really going like he's a bad guy just because you are bad guy yeah does not mean you are bad guy it's not going to it doesn't (laughs) seem like it's going to be the very like instantly redeemable altruistic venom that we got no you know no way they are going into because they announced that the justice society is going to play a pivotal role Awesome. Um, namely Adam Smasher, who we have an actor for, Noah Centineo. I don't recognize who that is, admittedly. Um, and then there's also going to be Dr. Fate, Hawkman, and Cyclone, and possibly others. So presumably the story is going to be Black Adam coming into conflict with a group of heroes, i.e. Black Adam is a bad guy. Um, otherwise... I'm just happy to see Dwayne Johnson doing some cool stuff. I like that he wants to play this character so bad. Um, It might just be an excuse for him to get ripped. He apparently in the panel shared his like workout routine as one of the questions. 
holy god. <laughs> if you want to feel even slightly disappointed in your workout routine, look into that. <laughs> look it up. Look at his question answers in the Black Adam thing. I'm excited about the characters that they've mentioned because Dr. Fate is awesome and opens up a ton of opportunity for all sorts of crazy business to be incorporated in the yep. DCU. And then also... Hawkman is cool, if only because it opens the way to give me some flippin' hawk girl. Because I love hawk girl, y'all. Yep. Love her so much. Shazam had a panel that was apparently hilarious. I didn't get to watch it. Um, but Zachary Levy was mainly in charge, I guess. I don't know if he was actually officially the moderator or what. Uh, but it was apparently hilarious. They had a lot of guest panelists, including Sinbad, because everybody's seems to think Sinbad was in a Shazam movie. Um, I swear to God it existed. Yep. Look up the <laughs> real quick viewers if you want, or listeners, if you want something fun, look up the Mandela effect if you've never heard of it. Um, Sinbad being in a movie called Shazam is actually one of those. Uh, I swear to God it so they, existed. They had comedian Sinbad as a guest panelist for a, for a LARP. Um, but really the only thing we got out of this, it hasn't filmed yet so we didn't have a lot to develop on that um but we did get the new name for the sequel which is shazam fury of the gods that sounds epic as hell that sounds really cool um there was an aquaman panel not really any news on the aquaman panel the uh people involved did say that the next one would be a more serious tone and would play into a lot of current event topics so it's probably going to have some political spins on it. And then finally, during a panel about Milestone Comics, uh, Reggie Hudlin of Milestone says that they are in serious talks about a feature for Milestone, um, as well as new animated contact or content, a podcast and young adult content. Uh, Milestone, for those who don't know, is the imprint uh, that gave us Static uh, in the yes. Static Shock series, um, as well as other uh, other heroes such as I'm sorry, I'm, uh, such as Icon and Rocket. Um, so they're talking about doing a lot of milestone stuff. We'll cover a little bit more of it uh, later on, but yes, apparently Hudlin has been in conversations with possibly bringing Static to the big screen that would be awesome if you guys want to know more about static we actually featured static shock in one of our posts in february um it's it's super cool definitely check that out moving right along um the next big thing is two huge video game announcements um first and foremost we'll talk about the one that was brand new um gotham knights so this is from uh, Rocksteady Montreal. That's the studio that also gave us the divisive Arkham Origins entry in that franchise. Um, this appears to be a game that's going to focus on... Uh, it doesn't seem to be set in the Arkhamverse because there's some timeline piggledies going on. <laughs> um, though I guess it could be considering the end of Arkham Knight, the official true ending of Arkham Knight, uh, the Nightfall ending. Right. Um, where Bruce Wayne does quote-unquote die? Fake his no. own death? Who knows? Um, and that ending is achieved by getting 100% completion in the game and then 
uh, activating the nightfall protocol. Anyway, that's I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> Gotham Knights focuses not on Batman, but instead focuses on his various wards, namely uh, Dick Grayson as Nightwing, Woo! Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, uh, Damien. I hope it's Damien, or maybe Drake. Boo! I wanted to be Damien as Robin. Um, he looks young, so I'm thinking they're gonna go Damien. Hitler. Which like <laughs> poor Red Robin. I know. Poor third Robin. I know. What's his first name? Uh, Do you have a phone on you? Yeah. Google it. I can't remember. Red my Robin. Brain, right now my brain just wants to say Nathan Drake. Anyway. Um and yes, and then Jason Todd as the red hood. Tim. So, Tim Drake. Thank you. My my brain was literally between Nathan and Todd. <laughs> he gets no respect. And you know, <laughs> we've talked about it on the podcast before because it happens to us a lot because you, with comics, and this is totally unrelated, but with, with comic stuff, you have to get names right always. Always. Or you'll get called out. Yep. So it's very anxiety inducing when you start to talk about a character and you're like, I don't remember what to call this person. <laughs> And I'm going to embarrass myself in front of a fanship that is very all about getting the names right. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, how it's like your brain is like a crane and it like goes down and grabs something and it's like Nathan. And you're like, it's not Nathan brain and brain's like, okay, okay. And then goes back and then grabs something and it's like Nathan. And you're like, <laughs> it's not Nathan brain. Stop. Help Stop me actually. the same thing. So you're just getting this like panic loop. Anyway, Tim Drake. I don't think it's going to be Tim. I think it's going to be Damien. It's which totally not going to be Tim. Hashtag justice for Tim. Maybe he'll be a DLC that I mean, nobody will is, buy. Oh, <laughs> he'll give it away for free. But I mean, Drake's Drake matters it'll be right a GameStop. now in, in uh, Young yeah, Justice. It'll be a He's GameStop cool. pre-order bonus. Oh, boo. Xbox One only. Oh, God, <laughs> harsh. Um, oh, man. The PlayStation PS5 will get Catwoman and Xbox Series X will get Drake. Drake. And it'll be funny. Oh, that's so sad. And then PS5 will also get Spider-Man for some reason. Because why not? Nobody else will. Um, yes, this game looks super cool. Uh, it is. It doesn't appear to be multiplayer or co-op. It looks like it's going to follow the formula of the Arkham games where you play as one character. But it's also going to utilize uh, elements of... I think it was Arkham Knight. Yeah, Arkham Knight where you could swap out between different characters right. in combat. Right. So they'd be like, help me over here. And you'd like go help. And then you play as Nightwing. And then Batman would be like, dick, which was always hilarious. And you'd be like, ah, and then you'd go back to playing as Batman. And it looks like it's going to have those kind of combat moments. But for the most part, we see the individual characters interacting on their own. Trailer looks great. Um, it looks like it's going to be enough of the Arkham formula to feel fun and familiar, but still fall into its own thing. Yeah. All I got to say about this is that I want to play as Jason Todd so bad I can't even stand it. <laughs> like, I, right? I have yeah. no, I have, I have not wanted something so much because, like, 
we're sitting there and they're introducing the characters. And I was like, okay, cool, Barbara. I mean, I figured we've played as Barbara before. And then it was like, okay, yeah. there's always a Robin. And then I was like, oh, Nightwing's neat, but, you know, also expected. And then it was like, you're going to let me shoot things? You're really? Really? You're going to let me be the Red Hood? Really? And that just, it warms my little cold heart. <laughs> it's all I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, design of the characters looks absolutely fantastic it does still fall it's very dark uh it's still a very dark kind of arkham-esque uh arkham-esque gotham uh but it looks really cool and i'm excited to see as more and more news kind of develops in this and this is scheduled for next year 2021 so it will more than likely be a next-gen uh next gen game um the second thing out of rocksteady oh my god which is awesome oh my god is uh so we already knew this was coming um because it already got teased on twitter i believe um but the suicide squad kill the justice league game out of rocksteady um has officially been announced and officially has a trailer um, oh, and excuse me, I need to backtrack a little bit. The I said Rocksteady Montreal, but it's WB Games Montreal. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That is making Gotham Knights. Rocksteady is making, uh, this one is making Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It appears to be a, and is going to be a four-player co-op driven <laughs> squad game, um, including where you can play as Harley Quinn uh king shark captain boomerang and deadshot it looks so good i it like it's so interesting because it it absolutely feels like team fortress in 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 arkham mm-hmm. which oh my god i did it's like i didn't know i wanted it but now that i know that i want it like i want it yeah <laughs> it is um it uh, the trailer is fantastic it's beautifully rendered um introduces enough story points just visually to be important um and to be intriguing uh without overblowing it and without uh you know revealing everything that you need to know the characters look great the voicing is great i'm not sure who voices everybody i recognized a lot of the voices yeah um but i haven't looked it up who's voicing who uh it seems like it's going to be super fun. Apparently it's going to be dynamic. So you're not going to have to play with four with three of your friends. Uh, if you want to play with just one person, the uh, other party members will be controlled by bots. Um, it's the, it is set in the Arkhamverse, and a lot of the narratives from the Arkham franchise will carry over into this one as to how they pertain to uh, the characters that you'll play as. But it's definitely a tonal shift from the Arkham franchise. Um, and it definitely looks a lot higher energy than the Arkham franchise. So I'm very excited to see what Rocksteady does with this game because it, the, you know, pacing of the Arkham games is so very like slow and precise. Yeah. It's you move and you stealth when you need to stealth and then you drop into combat and the combat's very like, you know, timing based. This looks very, like, very fast-paced, very, like, constantly moving forward gameplay-wise. Um, if the gameplay, you know, is 
represented in how they did the cinematic trailer. But um, I'm excited to see more. I'm very, very excited to see as this develops. One thing that I uh, do want to point out, because when you mentioned it, it it triggered something in my brain. I'm kind of picky when it comes to the voice acting for Harley Quinn. I always have been. Like, I'm just, I'm very particular. And I realized after watching, after you mentioned this, that I didn't even think about it, but my brain, like, automatically accepted the voice acting from the trailer of the Suicide Squad of Harley Quinn. And you know why? Because it's Tara freaking strong and it's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. She just, yes. Yeah. Thank she, you. Always and forever. Always. <laughs> Uh, moving along, so I mentioned earlier that there was a milestone panel that discussed various new milestone things to come to come up. In the world of comics, uh, it's looking like milestone comics are going to make their return to comics officially uh, through DC, uh, starting with a new static digital series uh, coming out February of next year. Uh, then they're going to follow that up with a static shock graphic novel uh, written by Reggie Hudlin with art by Kyle Baker. Um, and finally, they're going to introduce a series featuring Icon and Rocket, uh, also by Reggie Hudlin and uh, Dennis Cohen. So Milestone is making a comeback to comics, which is very exciting for a lot of people. Static has been missing from the DC universe for far too long. I know a lot of people have been worried about it and wanting more. Um, so it'd be cool to see these characters come back. Yeah, uh, for p- those who don't know, Milestone Media, Milestone Comics was founded in 93 by a coalition of African-American artists and writers um, to try and provide um, representation for minorities in comics. Yep. And so them coming back is fantastic. And I'm so excited for that. Yep. Uh, in a panel called Legacy of the Bat, um Various Batman-related things were discussed, one of which was the announcement of a John Ridley and Nick Darrington Batman miniseries that was going to be coming up. Um, It's apparently going to focus on Lucius Fox's family. That's cool. um, And feature a Batman of color. Love it. That's pretty much it in the ways of comic book news. There actually wasn't too many comics announcements, uh, just as there wasn't too many big, earth-shattering show announcements. Um... The Flash TV series did a little bit of a, you know, sting that showed some footage that hadn't been seen yet of what was coming up. For those who don't know, the Flash show actually hit like a really harsh interruption in their filming due to COVID. Yep. Um, and they had to end their season early. And basically the new season is going to start on what was supposed to be this season's episode 20, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, Stuff got hella interrupted and they had to cancel filming. Uh, And so they revealed a few new kind of hints and a few new uh, images, but nothing too crazy exciting. Uh, There was a Sandman panel uh, wherein Neil Gaiman mentioned that the Netflix Sandman show has been delayed because of COVID. Of course, why not? Um, (laughs) The only real details that he added was that he did answer a question that a lot of fans have had you know, will this be set when the original Sandman was set, which was in the 80s and 90s, right. and have that kind of feel and aesthetic, or is it going to be set in modern day? It is going to be set in current times, uh, which is cool, because that will make it kind of its own thing as the yeah. characters interact with this world. It gets to be more individualized. Uh, in their cool. own modern time. 
Uh, the Batwoman show didn't have a ton. They addressed a lot of how the new characters. So uh, obviously, what's her name? Kate Kane. Kate, no, the oh. actress. Oh, um, Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose left the show. Um, she was playing Kate Kane in the first season. That caused a lot of shakeup. Uh, what do we do when our main character is gone? Um, they are going to be replacing Kate Kane in the show with a new character named Ryan Wilder. Um, Kate Kane apparently has going is going to have disappeared, presumably as the producers try to huck more money at Ruby Rose. Um, <laughs> and but she will still be kept on as part of the show, presumably as a narrative part or some sort of narrative MacGuffin as Ryan Wilder kind of steps into this into this role. One impressive thing I thought was a question came up uh, to executive producer Carolyn Dries about how Ryan Wilder is going to fit into the legacy of the bat uh, to which Dries responded that she's going to make it fit her. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, sassy. Yeah, girl. I like that. Uh, but so it could be cool. It'll be interesting to see how that one shakes up. Um, and then in the final bit of news, uh, really is that the Titans got a Titans show, got a little bit more information about its next season. Uh, namely that it's going to introduce familiar faces uh, or familiar Gotham residents uh, of Jonathan Crane and Barbara Gordon to the show as the Titans make their move into Gotham city. Cool. Uh, Jonathan Crane is going to be working with the GCPD as a former Arkham uh, inmate uh, working as a profiler with okay. them. And Barbara Gordon's going to be police commissioner. Hail you! She's going to have hung up her Batgirl uh, cowl and is going to be working as commissioner of GCPD, which I think is awesome. Oh, she's taking over for daddy. Um, and she's so going cute. to be not very happy that the Titans are in town. They also announced the antagonist, which is officially going to be Jason Todd. <laughs> As the Red Hood, which will officially be the first live-action representation of that character that we have seen ever. So that's really exciting. Because that's exactly what you guys want from a podcast, is me squealing indiscriminately <laughs> into the microphone. He's become like a freakishly large Red Hood fan. I super am. I don't know where it came from, to be honest. But I think I'm annoyed by Batman. Yeah. And Red Hood's kind of like... Batman, but not dumb. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you have it. That is the roundup of all the big announcements um, at this past weekend's DC Fandom conven online convention. Um, we will try to have links to as many of the trailers as we can. We can put links yeah. in this. Yeah, so yeah, check we'll out. Put them, they'll be on the website for sure. Yep, check out uh, the website for links to the trailers um, and links to uh, any information that is nice. Um, but thank you for <laughs> listening. We will hopefully have more information about all these things as they progress new details arise. Um, we're hoping to do more of these too these like news brief things so keep an eye out for those i want to do more news and on top i miss doing the news <laughs> it's true <laughs> we, time we, for the news yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I miss doing the news um so we'll uh you know keep an eye out for that if you guys liked it let us know if you didn't let us know that too and then we won't do any news and 
will just be sad. Chris will be so sad. <laughs> we hope you like the news. Our spin on current events and talking about fully unrelated things because that's how Cover B works. Yep. Speaking of, if you want more of that weird <laughs> side banter, come and check out the website, CoverBePodcast.com, where we've got past episodes, as well as all sorts of additional bonus episodes from Real Extras to Powered Gamings and all of the above. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CoverBePodcast. Yep. Regular updates, regular fun engagement and things. So come and hang out and say hi. Yeah. And that's it. And we'll be back this weekend for another episode of Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.